It's time for a little fun on the phones. Good morning. I'm Rock 107's Prospector. I got a call from a guy named Trevor who said, Hey, Prospector, I got an idea for a prank call. My friend Becky was just left some cats from her aunt after her aunt passed away, and she's trying to find them good homes. Maybe you could call and prank her with the cats. It's another Prospector prank call on Rock 107. Hello? Hi, is this Becky? Yes, it is. Uh, hi, Becky. I just left you a message a couple of minutes ago. My name's Rick. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing all right, Rick. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, so Trevor and I are friends on Facebook, and I, I saw your Facebook post about the cats. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm so sorry about your aunt. That's uh, terrible oh, news. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, uh, have you uh, found homes for a lot of the cats yet? How are you doing with that? I have three cats left. Right. And they're all in good health as far as you know, right? No issues? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. My aunt took good care of them. They're actually... I uh, represent a thing called Close Shave Cats. Have you heard of that? have not. Okay. Close Shave Cats is uh, basically, it's like a cat rescue that also helps out with science. You know, cats always land on their feet. You've heard that, right? Yes. But what we're trying to do with Close Shave Cats is see how high up a cat can go before it's it fails to land on its feet. So we need a lot of cats. Yeah. Right. So basically what we do have is we... Have you done any preliminary uh, data on this? Yeah, we definitely have some preliminary data, and so far, you know, gotten up to eight, nine feet, no problems, no issues there. Uh, and we've procured uh, a scaffolding company and a crane company, and we're going to just keep working our way up. We go a foot up each time and drop it down, and we're hoping to figure out when those cats stop landing on the feet. And then if that happens with one doesn't land on its feet, you got to take another one up there and just make sure it's from the same height that it wasn't any kind of issues and stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. And you can see why you're going to go through a lot of cats doing that. Uh, I see. So sometimes the cats end up, you know, getting injured in that respect, and then you got to, you know, take them to the vet or something like that, you know? Uh, well, if you're going to take them and uh, do this science project, uh, wouldn't the vet, uh, wouldn't you be responsible for the vet after that? No, oh, no, yeah, we'll definitely take them to the vet after that. I'm not asking you to do that. No, no, no. Once you sign the cats over, you're just, you know, you're good. You don't have to worry about them anymore, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, as long as you can sleep at night, it's all good. Don't worry. Well, it's funny you say that, sleep at night. I said, I mean, I, I might be able to sleep, but I don't know. My aunt might come and haunt me. Now, why is that? Your aunt doesn't care about science? <laughs> no, they were my aunt's cats. Right. <laughs> but now so, these cats, you know, it, it's like when you are when you die and you donate your body to science. Same kind of thing. We're donating these cats to science. Okay. All right. All right, so, so you're in, right? So, so just to review, yeah. you are interested in cats. To do a scientific project of how high up, how high they can fall from before they don't land on this. Yeah, is it funny to <laughs> you? Why are you laughing? I don't understand. Is this funny? It's some kind of joke. It's feeling. It's feeling like a joke. Yes. <laughs> it is a joke. <laughs> Becky, it's Prospector at Rock 107. How are you? Yeah, Trevor gave us your number and talked about the cats and said he got a prank call her about this. You're a prospector prank call. You're on Rock 107 right now. Excellent. It's a beautiful morning when I get a prank call from you, I guess. Breaking the news that's already broken. It's time for Prospector's Briefs on Rock 107. Scientists believe that dolphins deliberately get high on pufferfish. I mean, it makes sense. Have you ever tried to light a joint in salt water? Arnold Schwarzenegger was involved in a multi-car crash in Los Angeles on Friday, and Arnold's vehicle is now, like his English, completely mangled. Jeff Bezos lost $10 billion in the stock market on Friday. Naturally, he wasn't happy, but the good news is he doesn't have any hair to pull out. 
making sure breaking news stays broken. Tune in tomorrow for Prospectus Briefs on Rock 107. It worked for the Archies in Riverdale. I guess it could work for Will Smith and the Bel Air thing. Good morning. I'm Rock 107's Prospector. During the NFL playoffs, I kept seeing on uh, the Rams game a commercial for a new show coming to Peacock, which is NBC's and Comcast. It's their streaming service. And the show is Bel Air. Bel Air. It's a dramatic retelling of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, the old Will Smith show. Remember? What's your great comedy and Aunt Viv and all that stuff and Carlton and the Carlton dance. I don't think you're going to see a Carlton dance in this one. It's pretty dark looking. And it's like, you know, uh, why are you here? you got to make the most of your chances. Uh, and my first thought is this is ridiculous. It's not going to work. But it did work for Riverdale, which was a dark show. So I'm getting in on this. I'm going to get myself rich one way or another. I have some dark TV show pitches. First, we'll start with uh, an old CBS favorite show. You remember the Waltons? Things sure are quiet up here on Walton Mountain. You know, ever since them folks got busted in that meth ring. <laughs> I think it could work. This could turn Prospector into a millionaire, a TV producer extraordinaire. If that doesn't do it for you, let's take a lighthearted comedy and let's make that dark. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes. help you officer yeah i'm looking for an arthur fonzarelli oh what did fonzie do yeah he was jumping garbage cans outside of arnold's and hit five cars and a waitress then left the scene these happy days are yours and mine these happy days are yours and i'm telling you one of these dark pitches is going to hit stay tuned more dark tv pitches that are going to make this is 24-second shot clock sports. When the buzzer sounds, Mike goes dead. Start the clock. It was a great weekend in the NFL with all the games coming down to the wire. The Green Bay Packers were eliminated from the playoffs by the San Francisco 49ers. Aaron Rodgers was so worried about being silenced by the liberal media, he forgot to look out for the Niners. I wonder what Joe Rogan recommends to treat the sting of defeat. Packers fans were still pretty depressed when they woke up. Not only over Saturday's night loss to the Niners. I mean, this may very well go down as the most exciting NFL weekend of football ever. I mean, there were only four games. Three of them won on last-second field goals in the fourth into OT. And there were some legit upsets along the way. Here's a basic rundown. It all started Saturday when the Cincinnati Bengals went to Tennessee and eliminated the Titans by a score of 19 to 16. The snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg. Yeah, baby. It's on its way. Yeah, it is yeah. good. And yeah, then the San Francisco 49ers beat the Green Bay Packers by a score of 13 to 10. And this will be a 45-yard try by Robbie Gold to send the 49ers to the NFC Championship game. Down the middle and good. 49ers win it. Wow. Now that Aaron Rodgers is out of the postseason, everybody wants to know what the future holds. You're going to come back to Green Bay. You're going to get a trade. You're going to retire. He says he hasn't decided anything yet. But one thing he did say is he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. Not surprisingly, Twitter went at him pretty hard after that. Now, Saturday's game marked the first time in NFL history that both number one seeds lost in the divisional round in the same season. 
Sunday's action, arguably even better, especially if you're a Tom Brady hater. My beloved Los Angeles Rams held a 27-3 lead over Tampa Bay into the third quarter. Yeah, but I mean, come on. We've seen this game before. The Bucks tied the game at 27 in parts thanks to Brady, but also because my Rams did their absolute best to give the game away with critical mistakes, including four fumbles. Here we go. Can you keep it alive? Brady's going to hand it off. It's for Land. He's going to take it to the end zone. Nine yards. This is officially lunacy. Stafford, deep downfield. He's got cup again. He's at the 10. 30 yards to win the game. Matt Gape boots it through. And the Rams, by the hair of their skinny teeth, deep. Al, Wind up winning it. three games so far, a walk-off field goal. Yes. Yeah, in the end, goodness won, and my Rams became the third team of the weekend to win with that walk-off field goal. Just like uh, Rodgers, Brady says he hasn't made a decision about his future. The only team that was favored to win and won were the Kansas City Chiefs. But, man, was it close. And on a weekend when every game went down to the wire, this was probably the best of the bunch. It was a shootout. Mahomes and the Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, both teams playing amazing football. No turnovers, multiple lead changes, a combined 25 points scored in the final two minutes of the game. I mean, it's crazy. Mahomes had 13 seconds to drive the Chiefs from their own 25-yard line into field goal range in order to tie the game at 36 in regulation. He did it in two plays, sending the game into OT. And that's when the Bills made really the only mistake they'd made all game. They lost the coin toss. Chiefs scored a TD on their first possession in OT and won the game 42-36. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown. Crazy game. Look, now some people bent out of shape about the NFL overtime. And why are we still operating under these ridiculously unfair overtime rules? The ending to them was ruined by the fact that one of the teams didn't get a chance with uh, the ball in their possession. I say you had 60 minutes to win that game, so tough if you don't get it in OT. But I would like to see the uh, NFL adopt a more college-like overtime rule. Maybe uh, both teams get one turn on offense and one on defense. Both possess the ball once, and if it's still tied after that, you go to sudden death. I I think that'd be awesome. It would do a lot to quell a lot of the complaints. Next week, the Bengals travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs for the AFC title. And the Niners are in L.A. to play my beloved Los Angeles Rams for the NFC Championship. Hopefully my heart can handle another Rams playoff game. I've already kicked Mrs. Prospector out of the house for that game. Really, it's for her own good because my hatred for the Niners makes me a complete idiot when they play the Rams in the regular season. The playoffs, I'm liable to hurt myself for somebody else. It worked for the Archies in Riverdale. I guess it could work for Will Smith and the Bel Air thing. Good morning, I'm Rock 107's Prospector. During the NFL playoffs, I kept seeing on uh, the Rams game a commercial for a new show coming to Peacock, which is NBC's and Comcast, it's their streaming service. And the show is Bel Air. Bel Air. It's a dramatic retelling of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, the old Will Smith show. Remember? What's your great comedy and Aunt Viv and all that stuff and Carlton and the Carlton dance. I don't think you're going to see a Carlton dance in this one. It's pretty dark looking and it's like, you know, uh, why are you here? you got to make the most of your chances. Uh, My first thought is this is ridiculous. It's not going to work. But it did work for Riverdale, which was a dark show. So I'm getting in on this. I'm going to get myself rich one way or another. First, we'll start with an old family classic that we all know and love. But, yeah, it'll have a dark twist.
someone doesn't shut Lassie up, I'm going to send him to a North Korean dog food factory. Yeah, I think it could work. I think that could be a TV show, Darken Up Lassie. But that's not the only one I have up my sleeve. Here's the story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. All of them. Cindy, what had you gotten into? I don't know. I just ate all the powdered sugar I found rolled up in that bag under Alice's bed. Are you telling me that's not going to work? A dark Brady Bunch? We're going to be rich. What's a yam bag? A fool, an idiot, a blockhead, a dunce, or an ignoramus. You know, a dullard, simpleton, or a clot, nitwit, dipstick, pea brain, mouth breather, or cretin. It's now time to announce the winner of Prospector's Yam Bag of the Day, as decided by you at rock107.com. Here are the nominees. Nominee number one. It's crazy that this guy was able to get away without someone making a dad joke like, is that an electric guitar in your pants, or are you just happy to see me? Police in Toronto are looking for a man who stole an $8,000 guitar from a local music shop on December 20th by stuffing it down his pants and just walking out. Seriously, I'm not joking. The guitar was a uh, Gibson Custom Shop 60th Anniversary 59 Les Paul Standard Electric Guitar. It's a limited edition. It's not a small guitar by any stretch. The guy left, hopped into a getaway car that was being driven by another suspect, and it wasn't some dramatic exit. In fact, the police report wasn't filed until last week, so apparently it took the store a while to discover the theft. Now, the store does have surveillance footage of the man who was wearing extremely large baggy pants, hiding the neck of the guitar down the pants and the body under the sweater. Nominee number two. Did you ever have a teacher confiscate something and then just not get it back? That reportedly happened to some guy in Japan, and he decided to concoct an elaborate scheme to get it back. It involved him and his girlfriend breaking into the school while the place was closed for winter vacation. Now, it's unclear what the contraband was, but it's got to have been worth something because, get this, the guy's 63 years old and his girlfriend's 58. Yeah, this thing was confiscated more than 40 years ago. Now, the mission was not a success. There was an employee at the school who overheard them and called the cops. Police arrested them for trespassing. Not surprisingly, both the guy and his girlfriend were intoxicated. You may be wondering, where did he expect to find this item? Did he think it would have spent the last 40 years in the same desk drawer? That's unclear, but he did tell cops he was looking for some files in the teacher's contact information. And the winner is... The man who broke into a school to reclaim something that his teacher took from him 40 years ago. <laughs> what makes you think it's still even there, dude? You're the yam bag of the day, and we'll move on to Friday's yam bag of the week competition. Stay tuned for all the nominees for Prospector's yam bag of the day, weekday mornings, right here on Rock 107. Thanks for listening to Prospector's Prime Cuts podcast. Be sure to catch us live weekdays from 5.30 to 10 a.m. on Rock 107 or online at rock107.com or the Rock 107 app. A free download for your Android or iPhone. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss Prospector's Prime Cuts.